0: One today and if you are a guest with us this morning we are so happy to have you. service with us today thank you for being with us and it is always our prayer that you are touched by the presence of the lord we don't we we, we want to do our best at what we do our singing our music all of that but when you leave here we don't want you leaving here impressed with us We want you to be impressed with Jesus, because He's who it's all about. He's what it's all about. Amen. Some of them are already going, remembered, but if you're a young person and you want to join the youth class this morning, you can, you can go do that. 2 Timothy chapter 1, I'm going to begin reading with verse number 7. Second Timothy one and verse seven. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Well, we hear a lot about the prosperity of the gospel, but Paul said to join with me in the afflictions. Of the gospel. Don't get quiet already. According to the power, the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God. If you've got afflictions in your life, it's not because God doesn't have the power to do something about them. Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And, and, and you just need to know, if you don't know this. Every individual has a purpose from God for your life. Every born again person has a call. We don't all have a call to do the same thing. I mean, if we were all called to be the pastor of Antioch Central this morning, this platform would be really full and the audience would be very empty. We're not all called to the same thing, but everybody is called. You don't need to sit around questioning if you're called. What you need to try to figure out is what has God called me to? So, He says, He has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause, because of this, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus that good thing which was committed unto thee keep, that, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us verse 12 again for the which cause I also suffer these things nevertheless I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded I am persuaded Paul says that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. I want to preach to you a little bit this morning on this simple word, kept. Kept. God, thank You. Thank You, thank You. Thank You for Your presence in this place today. Lord, I know that You fill all space. You are an omnipresent God. So You're always here, God. But... But there is a difference between you simply filling all space and you manifesting your presence. And I believe what we have experienced already in this place is that you have manifested your presence. And I thank you for that. God, I pray again today that you would speak. Lord, that I could just simply be a vessel that you would use, but that it would be your words, your spirit moving and working in this place I pray again today Lord that you would let there be faith to hear and receive what you would say today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I trust you today Father depend on you for your anointing and acknowledge again that without you I can do nothing Lord in Jesus name Amen God bless you you may be seated let me just read to you a couple of other translations, not all of the verses that we read, but uh, the Amplified verse 12 says this, and this is why I am suffering as I do. Still I am not ashamed, for I know, I perceive, I have knowledge of, and am acquainted with Him whom I have believed adhered to and trusted in and relied on. And I am positively persuaded that he is able to guard and keep that which has been entrusted to me and which I have committed to him until that day. And Then the Passion Translation says it this way, and he has anointed me as his preacher, his apostle, And his teacher of truth to the nations. The confidence of my calling enables me to overcome every difficulty without shame. One of the reasons you need to settle that you are called and find out the calling. Is so that you can be able to say what Paul says. That it it enables me to overcome every difficulty without shame. For I have an intimate revelation of this God, and my faith in Him convinces me that He is more than able to keep all that I've placed in His hands safe and secure unto the fullness of His appearing. My faith in Him convinces me that He is more than able to keep all that I have placed in in his hands safe and secure unto the fullness of his appearing can i just say i guess there's a little bit of a foundation to this message this morning there are there are a few challenges that we face as believers not just not just an unbeliever who is trying to come to a place of faith in god and relationship with god but even as born again people we still struggle with some things in our walk with God. And one of the things that I think we struggle with, I'll use a a, a modern day term, and that is that we have a conflict of interest. A conflict of interest is is uh, is a term that gets used uh, probably I would say most often in a business context you you can hear when it comes to owners of company and financial investments and things like that 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 there 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 can be a conflict of interest different parties in the in the in the relationship have a different interest and then sometimes we we even internally have a conflict of interest but can I tell you today that many of us have a conflict of interest with God because too often our interest in God has to do with him making this life the way we want it to be Answering our prayers the way we pray them. Is there anybody here today that you have unanswered prayers? Anybody with an unanswered prayer? Woohoo, gotcha Yes. I usually mess it up and then I don't get you, so now I got you. There was a bunch of people just raised their hands for unanswered prayers. Can I tell you this morning there is no such thing? There is no such thing. Now that I got you, it's too late to not be honest. Those of you that had your hand up a moment ago for unanswered prayer, can I see your hands again? Thank you. Thank you. I need you to help me out now. How many of you How many of you that have your hands up for unanswered prayer is the basis of that unanswered prayer? That, that I tell you, what, I know it's, I don't want to wear you out here, but put those hands back up for a moment. Thank you. I'm not trying to, I I need you to help me because I think some of you are going to prove my point. Those of you with your hands up over unanswered prayers, how many of you is the basis of your unanswered prayer that God has not done what you've asked Him to do yet? Keep your hands up if that's not part of the thing. Look at that. You can put them down. So I say again, there's no such thing because we determine an unanswered prayer is I have been asking God to do something and He hasn't done it yet. So what we're saying is the only answered prayers... I am so far off my notes already. What we are saying is, until God does what I have asked Him to do, He has not answered. God's primary interest, here's the conflict of interest, God's primary interest in your life is not making you as comfortable and as happy and as enjoyable as you want to be. God's primary interest, I believe the first and foremost interest God has for your life is the salvation of your soul. And many times the salvation of our soul is going to come about through things that don't provide comfort and convenience and ease in our lives. We have people in this room today that have in the past or some may be currently struggling with your faith in God because you have prayed prayers. Can I tell you, I think one of the most challenging things I've ever faced in my life is when you have absolute confidence in what God can do, but He won't do it. It's one thing for people that don't have complete faith in God to pray and then nothing happens. Their attitude is usually, well, I didn't think it would happen anyway. But when you have absolute confidence in God's power and ability, there is no doubt in your mind that what He can do and you pray and He does not do that. You see, many of us come to God with a consumer mentality. I'm going someplace. Since we went someplace else last week, I think I know where I'm going today. I'm going someplace for lunch this afternoon. I'm going to go there because I'm hungry. I'm already hungry. Just so you know, I never eat breakfast on Sunday mornings. For all of you that want to tell me how important it is, you may not want me to eat breakfast. Then I won't be as hungry. I might preach even longer. Wherever I end up going, I am going with the expectation of getting something that I like. And that's one of the nice things of when you became an adult. I do not have to eat what is set before me anymore. At least in my own house. Now if I come to your house and I don't like what you cooked, I'm going to do my best to eat it and act like I like it. But until I got my own house and was still living at home with my parents, I had to eat what was set before me. Like it or not. And some of us, that's our approach to God. You're here, God, for my interest. Show me the menu. And you don't need to show me the suffering option because we got no interest in that. Let me see the miracles, the signs, the wonders. That's all that I'm going to... The blessings, the financial prosperity. We all in this place probably have some kind of place of business that you used to go to that you don't go to anymore because they no longer... Serve you or provide for you what they did the way you like it. That's all well and good when it comes to restaurants and, you know, HVAC companies and dry cleaners and grocery stores and gas stations and all that. That's, that's fine. You have the right to your choice. <laughs> but there's a slight problem there's only one God. So when you don't like his product, when you don't like the what he does, the way, where do you go? I know a lot of us. We go somewhere. We go to that little G God, the one we look at in the mirror. That's a pretty poor substitute for the big G God. The, the the other thing we struggle with is we have this we have this tendency, and part of it it's just it's the way we are. It's not a fault. It's not a flaw. It's our makeup because we live in this life, this temporal dimension. But but we have a tendency to read this book from the perspective of time and 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 the and the finite. But it is an eternal, infinite God who whose word this is. And he's not trying to fit himself into our world. We're trying to get ourselves fitted into his world. Cuz this world is temporary, it will pass away, but his world, the eternal is going to last forever. So some of you may be at odds with God today because you're so interested in him just meeting your needs the way Paul Paul said the what 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 did what did he say there the uh the, the uh the, 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 the affliction Where, what verse was that? Where did it go I can't find it the gospel the, the partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the, the afflictions of the gospel. How many of you came here this morning and you are now excited about being partakers of the affliction of the gospel? Course not. That's not what our flesh wants. Somehow we've got to remind ourselves that we are we are worshiping, serving, trusting, believing an eternal God. And, and here is here is here is a part of, of, of what is so critical to the foundation of that. the And go back to the Amplified Bible. He says, I, I, Him whom I have believed, I have adhered to and trusted in and relied on. I, I'm backing up in that verse. I'm not ashamed for I know, I perceive, I have knowledge of and am acquainted with. I have a personal, intimate knowledge, Paul is saying. You know, it's it's one thing when you talk to somebody about something they have no personal experiential knowledge of. We got to talking yesterday morning. We have our uh, we were in our monthly small group leaders meeting, and, and uh, we start off with a little bit of fellowship, and then move into other stuff from there. And I was at the table with uh, with um, brother and sister Vogler, and. Um, I'm not sure what it says about me when people, like, feel the need periodically to send me pictures of
1: desserts
0: and sweets and food. I've been a couple of times in the last year or so, Brother brother Jeff has done that. Unfortunately, all the things he sends in requests are really good to the taste. (laughs) Not good for making it through the holidays without gaining weight. We we, we got to talking. I mean, to those of you that know my dad, bishop, founder of this church, I've been told the last several years especially how much I, I remind people of him and whatever, but I'm going to tell you something. When it comes to food, I am not my father's son. I I love to eat. I love food. I love all kinds of food. We 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 got to talk. We talked about other stuff. We got to talking about food, and he and and and, he, and brother Jeff said, "Have you have you guys ever been to Julep?" Oh yeah, I've been to Julep. Julep is about the closest that I know of in this area you can get to some home cooking in a restaurant. And he said, "Have you had what's it, what's it, what's that pork thing? Pork steak, pork, pork shoulder steak." He said, "Have you ever?" Have you ever had their pork shoulder steak? Oh man, have I had their pork shoulder steak? Woo! You see, there's it's one thing when somebody tells you about something that you've never experienced. And it may sound good, it may be appealing. But but the the level of understanding when you haven't experienced it is very different. Had I not had what he was talking about, I would be interested in finding out. But, But I've done what the psalmist said. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good? How is it that I can be persuaded that no matter what I go through, no matter the ups and downs, that I can trust that He will keep what I have entrusted to Him? The way that I can do that is because I have developed an intimate knowledge, a personal experiential knowledge of who He is. It starts with a knowledge of what the Word says, but somehow it's got to develop into not what you have heard, but what you have tasted and seen and experienced for yourself. How is it that you can go through trials and difficulties and hardships and still maintain an absolute confidence and faith in God and who He is and that He is good, that His ways are just and they are right. It's not because somebody told you that. The way you make it through that is you find out for yourself. As Job said in Job 42 and verse 5, I heard about you. Somebody else told me about you. But now I've seen you with my own eyes. So Paul says, I am persuaded that God can keep what I have trusted to Him. That word committed in the King James means a deposit, a trust or thing consigned to one's faithful keeping. The root word means to place beside, to place near, to set before one. It means to place down from oneself or for oneself with anyone, to deposit, to entrust, to commit to one's charge. He says, I am confident that what I have committed, what I have laid down to you, you are able to keep it. If you're battling with worry today, there's a couple of things that could be the the root cause of it. But can I tell you, sometimes the reason we struggle with worry comes down to a matter of ownership. Because whoever owns something, it is ultimately their responsibility to take care of it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Whoever owns it. If I take your car out, you let me borrow it. If it breaks down, hey, your car broke down. You're going to have to fix it. When you are worrying about your salvation, when you are worrying about your life, When you're worrying about your family, when you're worrying about your finances, it could be that the problem is you've taken ownership. Because when you know who owns something, and if you trust that person, if you know them, as I just said, when you trust their character and their nature, you have confidence you're going to take care of your stuff. I don't know about you, but I've found through the years, nobody seems to ever take care of stuff like the owner does. You, 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 you reap what you sow. The problem is, so many times you don't know you're sowing. If we always knew when we were sowing, we might not sow. i I, I got to pick another one because cause this one got dumped on last week, but I just have to, I'm just flowing, that's all, I'm just flowing. I, I've got a, Brother Barr, i got a nice Ryobi drill gun that I haven't seen in weeks. Thankfully, I've got an old one that I was going to get rid of, but I still have. Because someone needed to put something together. That is going down in, in Guinness Book of World Records history for the longest process of putting something together. I say that because through the years, especially pre-texting, my phone would ring, my dad, hello hey, son, hey, dad, have you by chance uh, seen my screw gun? Uh, uh, As a matter of fact, yeah, And while I'm bringing that back, I'll bring the other ten tools back that I have. So (laughs) I'm just, I can't get mad at anybody. I'm just, I'm reaping. No, nobody, nobody cares for something the way the owner does. If ye being evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more? does your perfect heavenly Father if you and I as human beings know how to value what we own and take care of it and and and, and preserve it and, and 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 do whatever needs to be done for its well-being how much more does the one who laid his life down for you who shed his blood for you how much more trustworthy is he to give him full ownership of your life said I am I am confident I'll just read the passion translation again the confidence of my calling enables me to overcome every difficulty without shame for I have an intimate revelation of this God and my faith in him convinces me that he is more than able to keep all that I've placed in his hands safe and secure until the fullness of his appearing problem is too many of us we we, we, we take our lives, our, 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 our souls, our families, and other things, and, and, and this, is, this is what we do. We go, here you go, Jesus. Uh, uh, yeah, no, you can have it. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, how about if we just hold on to it together? Yesterday was a very notable day, memorable day. First time in 52 years of life, I was in the house all alone with just my grandson. Watching Army, Navy football. My wife was running an errand. Elizabeth came over and went with her. They were only gone like 45 minutes. I get this text. Is he okay? <laughs> what? Of course he's okay. What else do you expect? I I, I that that's that's some of us with okay Jesus. Uh he, you we you you sure you got it? How sad is it when we miss out on the right to put it in his care, walk away, and forget about it, but we don't. Jesus, you still got it, right? Still, he said, I am am confident that what I have deposited I know, I'm not talking about 2023, because everything's different in 2023. But in, in general, in principle, when I put my money in the bank, I don't call the bank every day. You still got my money, right? I put my paycheck in last week, you still got it, right? You didn't give it to somebody else, you haven't, right? It's still there. Can you imagine what the bank would do? You know, if you had a local bank and you were calling a local branch every and the same teller, you got the same, hey, this is, this is, oh, hey, Mr. Wright, how are you? Good to, good to hear from you again today. Yeah. Heard from you yesterday and the day before. You're asking the same question over and over, and the answer is the same. Unless you've taken the money, unless you withdrew what was yours, it is in safe keeping. If you can do that with your money, with people you don't know. You know what blows my mind? How many of you ever flown? Been on an airplane? I got a question. Anybody that's ever flown on an airplane commercially, let's just say commercial, some of you flown military and stuff like that, maybe. How many of you, when you've flown commercially, do you stop by the cockpit? And say to those in the cockpit, so what's your name? How long have you been flying? Can I see your license? How many hours did you sleep in the last day? Have you had any alcohol, any drugs? How are you? How amazing is it that you walk onto an airplane with absolute strangers in a cockpit... That you have no idea who they are, what they are, what they do, what's in their body. You don't know. And you sit down and you buckle yourself in with a little seatbelt that if you crash, it ain't going to do nothing. And you'll fly all over the world with a pilot that you don't know. And you can't take the things that mean the most to you and lay them down at the feet of the one that for God so loved the world, He gave of Himself, freely gave. You can trust Him with whatever it is that whatever you've committed, He will keep. That word keep means to watch to keep watch to guard or watch to have an eye on to guard a person or thing that he may remain safe lest it be lest it suffer violence lest it be despoiled paul says i am confident that whatever i have deposited to you god you are going to keep your eye on it that there's no better place that it could be that in your care We sing a song that says, falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. And part of that song says, in His arms, I feel protected. In His arms, I am never disconnected. Part of, I believe, part of the primary context that you could use of what Paul is saying here today has to do with your salvation I am, I am entrusting into His keeping. That doesn't mean I don't have responsibilities. That, that doesn't mean I, I, I am free from making decisions on what I do and how I live. But it also means that I am not bearing the weight of earning and producing my salvation. That when I have put my soul, when I have deposited my soul to Him, I can trust that he is going to keep what I have committed to him. Barnes notes says about this being persuaded of what he could, that what I have committed he says that is the soul with all its immortal interest a man has nothing of higher value to entrust to another than the interest of his soul and there is no other act of confidence like that in which he entrusts the keeping of that soul to the son of God I am persuaded If you've been born again of the water and the Spirit, and you are living in torment over whether or not you're going to be saved, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And if you're living with that fear, that part of what that means is you're carrying the responsibility of earning your salvation. I understand how important salvation is and, and, and the Bible says today is the day of salvation and, and the Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But, and I, so I understand that we have a responsibility and, and I understand we shouldn't treat salvation lightly. If, if some of us would put much, as much time into our salvation as we do at the gym or we do in the mirror in the mornings, we'd be a lot better off. but but it's not about living with fear of am i going to make it am i going to be lost i i am entrusting because i have entrusted my life my life is not my own to you i belong so i can live with the confidence of what i have committed that you will keep it in your care this act of committing the soul with all its interest to the savior is the true source of peace in the trials of life. The reason that is, and I'm continuing to read from Barnes' notes. Having done this, we feel that our great interests are secure. If the soul is safe, why need we to be disturbed by the loss of health, or property, or other temporal comforts? I, I this, this, this is the second. This will be the second time it, 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 that I have experienced something quite like this. I went, I went on uh, tu- Tuesday, I believe it was, went up to see Brother Ron Richards. He'd been admitted to the hospital again. Over the last couple of years, at times I've, when he hasn't been able to come to church, I've visited him and, 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 and he's struggling from my perspective, struggling as much as I've ever seen. And, and, uh, and, and we were sitting there, just the two of us in the room and, Sister Richard had told me in advance when I went there she, he, he's not really able to communicate he can maybe nod his head but that's it and so I, I knew that and had some things I have just kind of felt for a while that I just wanted to say and I said those things and expressed some of, some of my appreciation to brother Richard brother Richard's been a part of this church since I was a kid and and The effort, the effort to try to get any words out, it was, it was was painful. And he's laying there, I've I've been, I've visited him before where, you know, he was kind of slow in his speech, but he could still tell you what he wanted to tell. And, and, and and he barely could get a, a whole sentence out. And, and and one of the sentences that I that he could that he pretty much got out that I could catch the gist of was him prophesying to me, Sister Demetria reminded me of my wife and I's visit to your mom days before she ended up passing. We had gone to. The hospital to see her and and uh, we were there to minister to her comfort her <laughs> next thing we know she she's preaching and prophesying to us see that the only way you can have that is 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 when when you when 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 you understand that health and Temporal things is not what disturbs your peace and your joy. It's the only way you can keep giving to others and is when you realize i mean brother Richards had every right to lay there and just you know in essence say you you better you better minister to me pastor when you understand you've committed something. And just because you've committed something to God doesn't mean it's always going to go the way you want it to go. But you understand that that your peace and joy and contentment is superior to the circumstances. Those are secondary things. A man who is shipwrecked and who sees his son or daughter safe with him on the shore will be little concerned that a casket of jewels fell overboard, however valuable it might be. All those trials will soon pass away and he will be safe in heaven. These very things may further the great object, the salvation of the soul. A man's great interest may be more safe when in a prison than when in a palace. On a pallet of straw than on a bed of down. When constrained to say, give us this day our daily bread than when encompassed with the wealth of this world. I am confident that what I have committed to you, you are able to keep it, to guard it, to preserve it. I can't. I don't have the ability to, but I trust that you do. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 18 says this, And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God. I preached it, I think, a couple of Sunday mornings ago, or mentioned as a part of a message a couple of weeks ago, that when things happen, when bad things happen in our lives, our first reaction oftentimes, or the first thought, and especially the first thought of the enemy that he brings to us, is what have you done wrong? What What is God punishing you for? But Peter talks about sufferings that are according to the will of God. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to Him in well-doing as unto a faithful Creator. A question, where where is your soul deposited today? Is it in your care and your keeping? Or have you put it someplace where you can have the assurance, God, I have entrusted my soul to you. And I trust you to do whatever needs to be done in my life for the well-being of my soul. 1 Peter 1, 3 time kept by the power of god the amplified says praised honored blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ the messiah by his boundless mercy we have been born again to an ever-living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead born anew into an inheritance which is beyond the reach of change and decay, imperishable, unsullied and unfading, reserved in heaven for you, who are being guarded, garrisoned by the by god 's power, through your faith, till you fully inherit that final salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time i I, I often have, i've used this several times recently with someone in an, in a one on one setting but but this is the, 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 the prayer question was a trick question this is not a trick question okay. How many of you are saved here today? This is not a trick question, so a bunch of you we need to pray for. I told you it's not a trick question. How many of you, I, I, I'll add this caveat to help you. How many of you believe you're saved today? How about that? Yeah. Yeah. So the truth of the matter is, at this moment, you and I are not saved because we're still living. And I'm so I wish it was once saved, always saved, but it's not. Salvation is an ongoing process. So if you ask me, are you saved? Yes, I'm saved. But I'm still in this earth. I'm still living. And so when I say that, I say it by faith. I say it by faith that I am in the process, and if I will stay in the process, I am saved. I'm, I'm not saved yet, but I'm saved by faith because I have trusted His power for my salvation. And as long as I'm not taking matters into my own hands and trying to do it myself, I am trusting Him. I can live with the faith and the assurance that I'm saved. Passion translation says we are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminish. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. The footnote there for the word guard says this. The Greek word for guards us comes from a military term meaning a fort or an army garrison stationed to defend a city. You are continually being watched over and protected by God's mighty power. Wow. There's no walls around any castle. Like the walls of salvation. <laughs> Cause any man-made castle is penetrable. It can be it can be gone through somehow. But let me tell you something about the walls of salvation that surround me when I have deposited my soul into... There is nothing. Scripture says we don't have to fear what man can do to us when I have put it in God's keeping. Jude chapter... Not chapter 24, there's one chapter. Jude Jude verse 24 says this. Amplified now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling, and to present you unblemished, blameless, and faultless before the presence of his glory and triumphant joy and exaltation, with unspeakable ecstatic delight. Passion translation now to the now to the one with enough power. Now to the one with enough power now to the one with enough power to prevent you from stumbling into sin and bring you faultless before his glorious presence to stand before him with ecstatic delight to the only God our Savior through our Lord Jesus Christ be endless glory and majesty, great power and authority from before he created time now and throughout all the ages of eternity. To him that is able to keep you from falling. If you're here today and you're battling fear in your walk with God, that you're you're afraid you're gonna stumble and fall, and that's going to be it, you need to deposit some things today. You need to commit some things today. Because when you commit some things into His keeping, you don't have to live with the fear of stumbling and falling. Failing. He has enough power. Do you you know how egotistical it is for any one person to think, God doesn't have the ability to do what I need. And what you're saying that in in all of time, You've got the biggest issue anybody has ever had. He's got enough power to keep you from falling. I, I don't think in the I guess context of part of what I preached last Sunday morning, that doesn't mean you're going to be a perfect person who never makes a mistake. As I go back to the Old Testament, and it says a righteous man. A righteous man falls, but he gets up again we always paul said Paul said in me in my flesh there's no good thing i, I let me give you some uh some some uh, is it horticultural is that it plant advice is that the right i'm going to give you some some very profound horticultural advice for next year if you would like to grow some Weeds next year. I'm going to give you the secret to growing weeds next year. I didn't say weed, I said weeds. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Bishop says he hears and repeats. Sometimes I hear and repeat. It's in my head from me, not from God. (laughs) Here it is. You ready? Some of you already said it. Just don't do anything. I've been paying a small monthly fee to a company to fertilize my grass. I have never gone to Home Depot and bought weed fertilizer I've never gone to Home Depot and bought special soil to plant weeds in to make them healthy you just do nothing you see what some of you need to come to terms with is in your flesh there is no good thing and until you're dead in your flesh there is no good thing and the moment you go into neutral mode and take it into keeping, weeds start growing. But, oh, you want to talk about the gardener of gardeners. He knows how to fertilize. He knows how to weed. He knows how to dig out the roots of things so that they, but but you've got to trust it to his keeping. There is a Bay Hills Golf Course, which is the, one of the local golf courses, been forever. On the back nine, on one of the holes, <laughs> there is this. There, I guess it's some kind of historical burial plot. That in between the the eleventh uh, hole and the tenth hole, it it sits over there. It's 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 probably about half the size of this platform. You're on a golf course. You don't really expect to see gravestones on a golf course. But for some reason, that is a protected area. Some of us, if we could see a picture of our lives, it'd be like that. We got all this that we've given to God. But we've got this one little sectioned-off place. And until you give it all, Until you give up full control, you will never have the complete assurance and confidence because as long as you're keeping control of it, you can't trust Him to do all the keeping because you're trying to do some of the keeping. Can I tell you, it's the will of God. I don't say that lightly. It's the will of God for every individual to walk out of this sanctuary today with the confidence that you are kept no matter what may come in the future I'm kept no matter what temptations may come in the future I'm kept because I have committed my soul If you're here today and you're born again believer, but you're living with this fear of your past catching back up to you, can I tell you that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but God has given the spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. And if you would once again fully commit to His keeping, you can trust He's going to guard it. He's going to take care of it. He's able to keep you from falling. Head bowed and eyes closed if you would, please. I believe, I don't know who all it is, but I believe there's some people in this place, the Spirit of the Lord is, is talking to you this morning. Some of you have walked in here carrying some loads of Guilt and condemnation, some of you because you've never you've never repented and received that initial forgiveness. But I'm preaching to some other people this morning, you've already been baptized, you've already been filled with the Spirit of God. But 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 maybe you've taken over some ownership of some things again, or uh, may, maybe maybe you're struggling because you're trying to fit God into your parameters of what you want from Him. But if you would once again just release full control. This is yours, God. My soul, first and foremost, it's yours. My salvation comes from you. My hope of salvation comes from you. And if the righteous are scarcely saved, you and I are not, none of us are going to walk through those pearly gates one day as we say, strutting our stuff we're going to understand it was God that kept me it was God that preserved me when i went through the afflictions that i went through when i when i dealt with the problems and challenges and difficulties of life and and i didn't give up on God and i didn't cut, become bitter and i didn't become resentful and i i didn't hold grudges it's because i had committed to his trust if you're here this morning guest or come all the time Willing to acknowledge that the Spirit of the Lord is talking to you today. I want to invite you to get up out of your seat right now and sort of as a way of demonstrating this, but make your way down to this altar as a way of saying, God, I am I am committing into your care. I'm depositing for your keeping. said it already i'm going to say it again i'm not preaching this morning that you and i can just live whatever however we want to live do whatever we want to do that we have no responsibility of obedience and submission That's that's not at all what i'm preaching and i, I think you know that but the pressure the weight of my salvation trying to earn trying to me trying to keep my salvation I can't do that. You can't do that. But there is somebody you can entrust your soul to. You can be confident that He is going to keep you. That He can present you faultless. That He can keep you from falling. In the name of Jesus, have your way in this place right now. Father, let that abundant grace and mercy that we read about, let that work in lives right now, Lord. Let that abundant grace and mercy, God, let it work in our hearts and lives today. Can I, can I get some folks, if you don't need to pray for yourself, that you'll be sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord to use you right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, He's trustworthy today. He's trustworthy today. Whatever it is you commit into His keeping, you can trust that He's going to keep it. Whatever you commit to Him today, whatever you deposit with Him today, you can walk out of here with the assurance. You can leave with the peace of knowing. He's keeping me. He's guarding me. What I have entrusted to Him, He's got it. He's got it. No matter what the afflictions are I may go through, no matter what the problems I face, He's he's keeping what I've committed to Him. Name of Jesus. He goes before me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Defender behind me. I'm not going to fear. I won't. I'm not going to fear because I've entrusted things to you, God filled with anointing. I'm not going to fear because I've deposited things with you. I've laid them down My before you. Overflowing. Oh, yes. No weapon can In the harm name me. of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I won't We trust fear. you today for safekeeping. We trust you today to preserve what we've committed to you, God. Hallelujah, I am not alone. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's my comfort, always holds me close. hallelujah I am not alone He's my comfort always oh, holds thank, you, me close. thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus thank you Jesus. He always guides me hallelujah Through mountains and valleys His joy is refreshing Yes 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 restores my soul hallelujah Oh, thank you for the assurance today. Thank you for the assurance today, Lord. Thank you for the assurance that comes from what I've committed to your keeping, God. Thank you for the confidence that comes from what I've committed to your care. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Alone. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. He is my God. Oh, He always, always, always holds always me. Holds me Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name He's of Jesus, my comfort. Always Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Me close. Hallelujah. He always guides me whenever you need to go or want to go you're welcome to Mountains thank you for being in service with us today jesus joy is refreshing oh thank you for restoration that comes